What a morning. God is good. God is good. And I just want to praise him. And during worship, I just felt to get up. First thing to do up here is, Lord, to go up there and declare. Declare over Windward. Declare over Windward family. That in no way is the Windward family a victim. In no way are we a victim. We are conquerors and more than conquerors in this hour. We will not take a victim mentality. We are above. We have already won. Jesus paid for everything. So we come. We even start, I start this message that we are in victory. No matter what's going on around us, we are in victory. We are not a victim. We will not be a victim in this hour. Instead, we declare the kingdom of God is advancing on this earth. He's advancing in our lives. He's advancing in your family, wherever you're at right now. I ask, and I ask you from heaven, choose to believe right now. Choose to take a stand in Jesus. Choose to believe that God is in charge. That you will not allow the enemy to lie to you and your family anymore. That you will not allow him to take anything from this season. That he will not take anything from this year. He will not steal one dream. He will not steal, steal one strategy God has given you. Because God will work in mysterious ways. He will move. He can move mountains. He can shift things in a moment. Do not allow the things of this world to take you out of what God is doing and wants to do in your life. We need to get before Him. We need to realign our focus. It's interesting, that's my, I'm pushing this tonight, today. I'm speaking this message, I'll tell you right now, out of my own life, out of, out of process, that we need to stay focused on Him. I love being part of a prophetic culture. Because if you notice a couple minutes ago, Brent was up here talking about focus. He doesn't even know what I'm speaking on. Because that's where we need to do. That is what God is asking us in this hour. Are we looking to him? He said in worship to me, he says, Kevin, ask the people, what side of heaven are they looking at this world from? Are you looking from the throne room? Or are you outside the gates going, oh, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get into heaven and then everything's going to be perfect. But God already gave us. Jesus came and he came just like this Christmas season. We celebrate that he came what to do for a purpose so that we could come boldly before the throne. So we could come boldly before the throne. But we have to make a choice. We can't look and keep on looking on the outside. We have to look and say, God, what are you doing in my life? I'm going to be accountable. It's a hard word because you have a choice. If you're getting unfocused, if you're looking at everything else, that's your choice. That's not God's choice. He desires you to come to Him daily. He desires for you to run to Him. He desires you to be in His presence so much that everything around you changes. It's not just a fun idea. It's reality. Whew. This wasn't even something my message yet, but that's okay. morning it just was sharing to me it's interesting there's a lot of battles that couldn't be fought but you need to know what battle you're going after what's God asking you to do it's interesting this Lord this morning Lord just reminded me he says Kevin did David go to and have a strategy and go down to the battlefield because he wanted to go fight Goliath no he had been with the father he had been with the father looking after the sheep and he came back and he goes to see and bring food to his own brothers and what happened he sees 
the dishonoring of his God. He didn't go fight a battle for his own things. He didn't go fight a battle because, oh, those guys are affecting me. No, he saw they're dishonoring my God. He says that. Who dares defy the living God? Who dares to defy him? And what happens? He knows the victory's his. Come on, he was living in a realm understanding because he's been with Jesus. So when you've been with Jesus, you realize the greatness within you. Again, this isn't my notes, but when he went, what happened next? He goes and Saul tries to give him armor. But armor wasn't his. This is so important, I believe, in this hour. Make sure you're doing what God puts in front of you, not what you think needs to happen. You need to make sure you don't put other people's armor on. You need to do what God is asking you to do. Because we're not victims. The kingdom of God is moving within us. We are atmosphere changers. Do you guys believe that God has put in you enough? We have to believe. Because he has. He has. And this is a joyous thing. Lord told me this week, he says, remind them of who they are. Remind them of who they are. And remind them the only way they know who they are is when they spend time with him. That's the only way. It's the only way. It's too easy. We all do it. We get sidetracked. Oh, God, you're so good. Lord, I just pray even right now for those who are in their homes, for those who are watching and listening. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday morning or another day, I pray right now for an encounter, a God encounter in their home, in their workplaces, in their vehicles right now. Lord, I ask that heaven would actually manifest in their midst, that there would be a shift of thought right now, that the lies of the enemy would be broken as we speak the truth of the word over them. The minds, Lord God, would be renewed right now. Jesus. Philippians 4.8 says, Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and all that is real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. That's what we need to be doing this hour. That's what we need to do, Lord God. We need to stir ourselves and praise Him and praise Him because as we fix our eyes upon Him, as we fix our eyes upon Him, we continually have our thoughts on Him. Then the TV stations, the news, and everything else doesn't affect you. Again, like I said, I'm talking out of my own experience. I'll be really real. A couple weeks ago, I all of a sudden just got a little caught up in watching too much of this stuff. This is happening, that's happening. Oh, if this happens, this is good, it's gonna help us that I started looking at the other situations instead of what God was doing. Because it doesn't matter what goes on in the world when you're living in the kingdom. Because that is our real citizenship. Luke 21.34 says, be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. You guys, we're not going to have any excuse in heaven that says, oh, it's okay guys that you didn't do what you were called to do in 2020 because there was this virus, there's this thing. No, 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 no. We need to continually going after him. This is a season of growth. This is a season to get excited. This is a season to burn with him. 
Remain passionate. Come on. Light a fire, God. I want passion in my life. I want passion. Those are watching, choose to say, I want passion again. If there's any area in my life that I've not been passionate in you anymore, Lord, that I've allowed the struggles to take me out of my passion, that engage passion. Engage him. Engage him as the fire. Free from anxiety. Who needs that? We need that. And the worries of this world. Come on, the Bible says this. This isn't just good words. This isn't me saying, oh, you guys. Don't worry about out there. No, the Bible says don't worry about there. Then you'll be, then you will be caught off guard by what happened. If you get worried about the other things of this world, then you will not be caught off guard by what happens. Don't let me come and find you drunk or careless living like everyone else. You guys, we don't have an excuse. Church, we don't have an excuse. We need to go after him. We need to realign our focus. We need to get hungry again because it's in you. I know you desire it. We know you desire it because you're amazing. I speak to those watching. You're incredibly and wonderfully made. God has put his spirit in you. Come on, he's put passion in you. Hebrews 12.1 says, As for us, we have all we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that pierced us and the sin that so easily fall into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon, race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. So a question I ask you to ask yourself, did God always know you were gonna be living in this hour? The answer is, I'll tell you right now, it is. And so if that's true, do you believe that he's given you all that you need for this day? Do you believe that he's given you everything you need to be equipped? Well, we know that's true too. So right now, again, I'm going after this heart. Break off any victim mentality right now. Break off the lies. Rise up within you. Say, God, I'm going to seek you even harder. I'm going after you harder. I have friends. We know people. I'm saying this just out there for, even for you thinking right now. That need you to push in for them. Get before Jesus. Come on, the world needs you to set up ways. Come on, they're in history. When things come against different countries, this is when the church arises. This is when people of faith arise. Psalm 62.8 says in in King James Version, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. The Passion says, Join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. He didn't say some moments. He says every moment. Tell Him all your troubles and pour pour out all your heart longings to Him. Believe me when I tell you, He will help you. Come on. He is there for us. We are his hands. We are his feet. He wants to use you. He has empowered us for this hour. I actually believe when we're here and all around the world are set up for a finest hour here. Why not? Because we have a kingdom understanding. When you have the thought patterns of the kingdom, nothing can take you out. Nothing can take you out. Do we believe? Could we dare to believe when we're in family? Could you believe that God actually wants to use us? 
to bring the truth of the kingdom. That he wants to use you. He's not just looking for a few. He's not just waiting for Brent to rise up. Not just waiting for me or John or somebody else to rise up. He's looking to you. He's looking for the Davids to rise up. Oh, Jesus. James 1.6 says, just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith. Come on, we got to ask with confident faith. Without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being tossed, undecided, makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Church, we got to get ourselves in the place of peace. We got to get at his feet. When you're with Jesus, the calmness comes. The peace comes. Because we can't be here and here and here. What's different than us in the world then? We can't let the next news headline change where our emotions are. Come on, I'm calling myself out there. We have to think higher. We have to think kingdom perspective. Come on, church. You're incredible. You're amazing. You're not disempowered. You're empowered. Woo. Heaven is waiting to see what you'll do. Mark 4, 38 to 41 says, But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't even you care that we are all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush! Calm down! All at once the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, why are you so afraid? Ooh, that's convicting. How many of us in these days have had to have the Lord sometimes ask us, why are you afraid? Have I ever left you? Have I ever failed you? No. It's okay to be truthful. I actually don't... These were his disciples. We're his disciples. We're learning daily. But he is going to challenge us. When you hang out with Jesus, he challenges you. Because he wants to see you grow. He actually believes in you. So when he says, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? But they were over him with fear and awe and said to one another, who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and the waves obey him? He was reminding of them. He was actually showing another side of himself. Remind them, hey, I can shut this down. This is easy for me. But he actually wanted them to do it. He actually desired to them saying, why can't you? One, we don't know, maybe the God Jesus wanted them just to go through this, the crazy storm. Like Brent shares testimonies, he had to go through the storm. I'm sure he was rebuking it too. But maybe in the natural, God just wanted to say, hey, you trust all the way through. Or were we, where maybe the disciples were supposed to get up and just rebuke it. Either way, it still takes trust. So what I'm saying in that is it's not always going to be easy. When I'm saying go after Jesus, go after, focus on him, keep your focus, I'm not saying this is the easy ride. He actually never said it was going to be easy. He actually said it was going to be hard. We're going against the flow. It's interesting. When you don't live in fear, you're going against the flow these days. It's interesting you get in trouble for not being fearful. 
But you know what? People see it. They may not like it. They even may manifest in a negative way. But you're sitting and they can see there's something different about you. They see something different about you. It's interesting. uh, When I read those verses this week, the Lord was speaking to me, make sure we don't lose the dream. We have to be able to dream. But this is interesting. He says, Kevin, in this analogy, how can you dream if you're not able to sleep in the storm? I understand we can dream, dream up things when we're awake. But in this analogy, if you are actually sleeping, then you can have a dream. But you have to be in peace to lie down and sleep in a storm, which isn't always the easiest thing. And guess what? The only way, again, I want to overemphasize this. The reality is the only way we can sleep in the storm is if you are focused on Jesus, if you have have him with you. He wants us to, I just felt him say, I just want you to come down and crawl into the bottom of the boat with me. Because he's the Prince of Peace. He brings the change. He changes the atmosphere. He does, you guys. He does. Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Because we have to believe, if we're going to dream, we have to believe that God's going to allow us, even this hour, to do stuff. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, he brought us peace. Ah, I just feel the Lord keeps on telling me I have to do this. Church, we need to be in peace. If you're not in peace, what's going wrong? If you're going in peace, who's with you right now? Where are you? I'm speaking to myself right now. If you don't have peace, then where are we going astray? We need it. We need to be church. We're not going to make it through these times unless we get real. When we're not a church that, or a whole ministry that does, that's just tickles ears, we don't do that. We actually want to see the church arise and be strong. When I go to the gym, if I want to get, get any stronger, I have to push bigger weights. And guess what? If those who know working out, you have to work out muscles you don't want to work out. You have to have leg day. Those who work out, that sucks. No, it's true. But if you skip those days, your whole body is not becoming healthy. Your whole body isn't living in peace. It's interesting in my gym that every day I walk out, there's a sign that says, at the end, it's all about you. And when I first saw it, it it made me upset. It frustrated me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's a good religious man I am, right? (laughs) Seriously, it's ridiculous. But anyways, and the Lord says, yes, it's true though, Kevin. Think about it. At the end of the day, it's all about you and your decisions. It's it's actually Jesus did it all already. He, He can't do anything more for you other than you accepting what he's done. If you want peace, you have to go to the Prince of Peace. You guys, there's nothing. There's no politics. There's no change. There's nothing. If tomorrow they say, oh, churches can all open. Everybody can go have a normal Christmas. If that's where you find your peace, then it can be taken away again. But if you find your solid peace in your foundation, in your belief system that says God is good all the time, that he actually paid and he loved me, that it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believes in me shall not perish, that he actually cares more in this hour then what are, what's going on out there, he actually cares about salvations. Come on, church. I love it. I love it. 
took time because there's stuff going on in our ministry that's going on that needs to be talked about. Because like Brent said, it's more important what's going on in Pakistan and Mexico that people are getting set free than it is to try to fight for some other... I'm not saying... Sorry, I've got to be careful here. I'm not saying some people want to... If they're called to fight some of this stuff going on, I love it. If you go for it, please do it. If that's what God has asked you to, because if God's behind you, we win. And, you, and it'll happen. But we have to keep our focus. Because when I read this Bible, when I read, especially in the book of Acts, they don't get focused so much on what's going on in Rome and what the Romans are doing. They get focused on what the kingdom of God is doing. And it's convicting. I love to go after. Uh, Brent knows we love, we, we, we're fighters. We want to, but we're really going, God, what are you asking us to do today? Where's the peace we want to follow? It doesn't matter what people are going to say or do because their opinions don't actually matter at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, we're going to be accountable. Winward's going to be accountable. But we want to know what you're saying. And the only way you're going to have it is if you spend time with him. Oh, but now we're... Hmm. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that we would be the great shepherd of his flock, and by the power of the blood of the eternal covenant, this is huge, may he work perfection into every part of you, giving you what? All that you need to fulfill your destiny. May he work perfection to every part of you, giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. And may express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union. What was that? Life union with Jesus, the anointed one who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. He's the anointed one. You want to get anointed? Spend time with Jesus. You guys, the Christian faith is not that in depth. It's actually quite simple. You follow Jesus. You love Jesus. It, it, we say, oh, well, we learned that at Bible we, in Sunday school. No, we still need to learn it. Because when you actually learn it, it becomes a belief system. We need a belief system that can withstand anything. Because we know that we are in the palm of his hand. We know that he died and rose again for us. Mm. Do you believe you are worth it? Do you believe it? Again, this is Christmas, more of Christ. But Christmas, we celebrate, it's his birth, but his birth is awesome, but it's leading to something. You guys, he didn't bankrupt heaven. He didn't send Jesus down so that we could just, eh, whatever, that's awesome, have a good, some Christmas presents. He did it because he wanted to give us back the kingdom. Get this, he told, oh man, we know this, but sometimes we forget this. The Lord reminded me this week, he goes, Kevin, I didn't go to the cross for me. Well, we all know that. No, no, he didn't go to the cross for him. He went for you and me. He went for you and me. He didn't need any power back. He never lost it. We lost it. We think so often, oh, we're doing this for Jesus. We're doing this for God. No. It's our honor to get to do things for him. It's our honor to spend time with him. It's our excitement. It's our, we get to, should be anticipating, oh, I just want to spend time with him. I've been with Jesus. We need, oh, I long for the day that when you meet people, the more and more you hear, oh, I've just been with Jesus. Guess what? You don't have to tell me. I can see it on you. Come on. Come on. Joshua 1.9, we know these verses. It says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, 
Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. He's with you today. He wants to go with you today. When you, when you go out of your house or whatever you're going to do, he's with you. He promises to never leave you nor forsake you. He wants to flow through you. As we love when Bill Johnson for years have been saying, just go out and leak. Just share his love. That's just you when you spend time with him. Get the fire in you. Now, I haven't fully processed this, but down in prayer today, he just is like, I just had this thought. We always ask for the fire of God, which is awesome. But God is the consuming fire. So if we're lacking fire in our life, maybe by chance, maybe we're actually just lacking more of him. Because if he's the fire, because are we getting him or are we getting on fire? What's the difference? What I'm saying is, he's the fire. When, if you're not on fire, you must have walked away a bit. Whoa, that's convicting to myself. Because if he's a consuming fire, I should be consumed the closer I get to him. And it's amazing when you go before the presence of the living God, when you truly focus on him, worries just start going the closer you get. Because worry doesn't do well in front of the, the throne. Come on. Victim mentality does not work before the throne. There's no victims in the throne room. There's none. There's just perfect peace. There's hope. The kingdom of God is manifested. If it says we boldly can come before the throne, if it says that we're sitting seated in heavenly places, we need to see, realize how much we're seated there. We need to go spend some time there so that things can shift, patterns can shift. What can I get into too much? I was going to talk a little bit more about Nehemiah. I feel like Nehemiah, I just encourage you, those who are watching, those who are listening, go study the book of Nehemiah, especially the first uh, six to eight chapters. Go just read it in this hour. You have this man that's literally a cupbearer, like literally serving the king of Babylon. That in an hour, you guys, they're in Babylon, so I want to encourage you, because this is a picture of it doesn't matter what and who's in power in the natural but he actually was a cupbearer. And somebody comes and says, do you realize what's happening to your people in Jerusalem? Do you realize that your, your, your Jerusalem is falling apart? And he's weeping, he's saddened, and the king sees it. And in because God had set up, this is huge, Nehemiah was in the right place. He was in the right place. Well, what do you mean? He wasn't just sitting in a pew, he wasn't preaching, no, no, he was called to serve a king in a nation that didn't love God. And he was before the king, but when you have favor of God on you, when there's destiny on you, when you have a calling, what happens? The king says, what's going on, Nehemiah? And Nehemiah goes, well, my people, the Jerusalem has fallen. Can I go and rebuild the walls? Okay, come on, how does that happen? Because the next verses, I don't have time to go through it. The next verses actually say, Nehemiah gets bold. He says, how about you just give me the wood to build it too? How about you pay for it? How about you pay this nation of Babylon? How about you pay for this? And he gets it and he goes to Jerusalem. And he starts building these walls. And there's a whole bunch of amazing teachings at that time. Because he got mocked and he got all this stuff. I say, challenge you, I don't have time to go through it. But check it out. 
He stayed the course. He didn't get lazy. He kept on pushing forward because he knew what he was supposed to do. But there is a verse I want to be reminded, and I've talked about it years ago. It's Nehemiah 3.28. Beyond the, ho- the horse gate, that's Nehemiah 3.28. Beyond the horse gate, the priest made repairs each in front of his own house. This is so important again in this hour. This is so important to be ready to actually build the wall in front of you. One, most importantly, it's your intimacy. It's you and Jesus. That wall needs to be strong. But you know what happens? You know what happens when you seek God? What happens when you build that intimacy, when you've been in the presence? You actually have time and ability to start helping build others. All of a sudden, there's a multiplication. All of a sudden, there's a grace. And it's like, oh, you need a brick over there? Take some bricks. I got lots. I've been rebuilding it. Come on. He's been rebuilding it. And I'm telling you, though, please, church, build the wall in front of you because you have brothers and sisters that need to also be protected. And if you have a hole in front of you, you're, not, you're allowing the enemy to come into the city. Come on, church. This is about the body coming together. Get and build the wall. Build what God has put in front of you. Don't worry about Joe or Bob over there. Don't go try to teach them. Do what you need to do. Because you know what? If they need to be taught how to build a wall, they're going to be looking. And they're going to watch how perfectly and how amazing you take time to build your wall with Jesus. And they start getting keys. And then they can come and ask you. But don't get caught up on other people's missions. Get caught up in yours. Oh, Jesus. Woo! have to wind down here. Oh, man. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who the joy that set before him endured the cross, despising shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You guys, he went to the cross again. Not for him, for us. Not for him, for us. He wanted to see us live eternally with him because he loves us. And so he had to make a way. He didn't screw up. Remember that. He didn't screw up. But he's a redeeming God, a God of love. And he wants the world to know that, that he'll do anything. He already did it. He went to the cross for us. What with joy. Jesus went to the cross knowing that he didn't do it for himself. God never lost the keys. In this hour, a key I really feel is, is don't get so caught up what you're not supposed to do. Get caught up on what you're supposed to do. We get so caught up on this, oh, we, should, oh, we screwed up there again. Oh, we did, we did that again. Stop worrying about that stuff and get caught up on what you're supposed to do. I think, oh, I can't go with that, but study the real understanding of a fast. It's not about what you're not supposed to do. It's what you're supposed to do. So often, for, personally, it's like, Okay, we're the Donna. I go to my wife, and we're like, "Let's go into season, and we got to keep on pushing." So let's shut off all TV shows and everything, and cut it all off. And so we do that for like a week or two, and all of a sudden we're like, "Whoa, okay, this this is awesome." But uh, we get so focused of not going, so all day I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can't watch a show. I can't do that. I can't do that." What are you thinking about all day? I'm not gonna spend the time thinking about Jesus. I'm thinking about what I can't do. That's a trick of the enemy. We get so caught up in what we can't do. 
It's the same thing that's going off in all this stuff. If I get, trust me, I'm speaking to myself, I get so caught up, oh, I have to wear a mask, I can't, I can't just walk in freely, I can't walk in freely, oh, oh, I get angry. I've watched it. And the Lord's like, Kevin, why are you getting frustrated? No one's even doing anything to you. It's all in your mind. Because you can't, did you know a prisoner? Oh, I'm going to end, actually, this is good. We're going to go right down to here. There's a lot of stuff, some other day. I'm going to end with this. You cannot, a prisoner, you can choose to be a prisoner or not. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. You can be free even as the world may call you a slave, but you can still be free because he set us free. He can set us free. Acts 16, 23 to 26. This is where I'm going to end here. Because this is what happens. This is a definition of what I just said. This is biblical understanding. You guys all know the story of Paul and Silas. What happens? He gets thrown into jail. They get thrown into jail. What? For doing what? Not breaking masks rules. He got jailed for preaching the gospel. Seeing God move. After they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison. This is Acts 16, 23. And the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. So the natural, what was happening? They're bound and chained. But what was going on with Paul and Silas? It says, Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night. And what sang songs? Didn't I read at the beginning to constantly be in praise, constantly be in worship? Think of such things continually? That's what they're doing. They've been listening to Jesus' teachings. It's amazing. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. While all the other prisoners listened to their worship, what happens? What happens? What happens when you worship? What happens when you focus on Jesus? What happens when you go, oh, okay, that's right. I need to get back to relying on Jesus, back to looking at Jesus. I'm looking at his face. What happens? Heaven comes. Heaven comes. This is for us, guys. This is just for Paul and Silas. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open, and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. See, Paul and Silas were never prisoners. They never, they were undaunted. They stayed in an attitude that they were in victory. They stayed looking at heaven. They looked at Jesus. And what happens when you focus on Jesus? Heaven starts moving. Things start happening. And the next thing you know, heaven came, and the chains in the natural couldn't even hold them. That's where we need to be. That's where we need to be today, church. We need to be looking at him. We stay focused on him. Focused on him. So Lord, we just, I'm just going to end here. Lord, we just thank you for your kingdom come. Your will be done in our lives. Lord, let heaven invade us. As we focus on you, Lord, I pray we would see heaven move on our behalf. Lord, I pray that there be a joy in their houses this year. This, even this Christmas holidays, Lord God, that no one can steal Christmas. No one can tell you that you can't have more of Christ. And that is a choice. We at Windward are not victims. We are more than conquerors. We are waving a, a flag that says victory on it. Victory on it. Victory on it. So we just bless you all. We thank you right now. I just see people's right now, scales even falling off your eyes. Just truth has come over you. 
And yes, it's a word of saying, come up higher. Come up higher. Believe. So we just thank you right now, and I release grace in Jesus' name over you, in the fire of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull on you. You stay on your side of the platform. I'll stay on my side. Keep our distance. We actually work together anyway, so I guess we're in the same bubble. Something when we're in the same bubble. All our believers should be in a bubble, but we should pop the bubble so we can actually be free. I felt in my spirit this message that Kevin brought is vitally critical and important. And I felt as we conclude this online service, what, what I, I'm going to pull on Kevin, but I feel like prophecy, miracle signs and wonders are being released right now. And so we're going to bounce back and forth just a little bit. People that are watching online, the first thing I felt was some of you are in a prison of health that your physical body is like a prison right now and there's a cancer or there's a tumor or something going on and you feel imprisoned uh, by your physical body. I, I, I seriously know that our God is the healer by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the lashes across his back, that there are miracles. I actually see cancers dissolving and disappearing. I see tumors dissolving and disappearing in Jesus' name right now. We thank you, Father. I see someone with a right elbow, a right elbow that, that, that literally needs a miraculous touch it was from a uh, almost like a, an old old sport injury or an accident uh, uh, some sort of an accident where you fell years and years ago as, 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 a, as a young person in your right elbow and I feel like the Lord is saying you know what I don't care what age you are I'm here to heal you today yesterday and forever in Jesus name so we pray right now for any elbow any right elbow any arms we pray for the miracle right now and if you're watching and you have a testimony or you have a prayer request you need to get on there and you need to 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 share that that prayer request because we're going to be praying throughout this whole week our intercessors pray continually for what we see on our social media and 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 whatnot also I, I just need to encourage you share this share this share this I believe that some of the prophetic words that are going to go on right now uh, and this is spontaneous we have not planned this we didn't prepare for this but we are prepared because every day we live in the preparations of Jesus in us uh, but I feel sure Share, share, share. Because I believe some of these words are for people that aren't even watching live. They're going to be watching next week or they're going to be watching a year from now. They're going to be watching in a couple of days. And so I just say, push that share button and share it. Not because we want more views, but because we want to reach more people in Jesus' name. I also feel that some of you uh, have just been feeling whether or not you're, you're on fire for Jesus in your life. And I want to encourage you. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. There's no one other than Jesus Christ is the way. You can't get to it through good works. It's Jesus Christ is the way. By his death and resurrection, by our acceptance, our believing on him, you will be saved. It's that clear. It's that simple. It's that easy because he paid the price and gave us the gift. Just unwrap the gift right now in Jesus' name, right now in your life. Maybe you've been struggling, maybe depression. Wrap the gift, uh, unwrap the gift right now. Of hope, peace, joy, love of Jesus Christ. Jesus yes, Christ. come on. I just, the hope is huge. During this, when I was preparing for this message, while Brent was moving in this, I was reminded of a vision I had. 
and the vision I watched myself go in the, you know, when the old battles, they had the dugout and they'd all be sitting in there and we've watched the movies and there's gunfire shooting over them and they're nervous and they're scared and they're looking at each other like, oh, are you going to, if you make it, tell them if you don't make it, you know what I mean? And I saw myself and I ran into the dugout and I looked and said, the victory's already won. The victory's won. And I said, lay down your weapons and run over that dugout. Come out of that dugout with victory. And I saw the light of the Lord come and we took. And as soon as we walked to the battlefield, the peace of God came. But I see specifically now when he was praying, I see people that need hope that are suicidal. Those who are watching right now. Those who have had thoughts that it's not worth it. Those who have thoughts that it's like, oh, I'm going to give up. This hour's too hard. And, and even just over the mind. Even those people that have had these weird thoughts, I feel like even you go, well, I know I'm not really suicidal, but it's weird that I'm thinking this because your logical mind can't comprehend what's going on in these days. I'm telling you right now, I pray over you. The Spirit of the Lord over you. That fire Brent was talking about over you right now. That, that, that heaven would come and that renewing in the mind would come and he would say, no, 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 no. Um, it's worth living. This is a great day. I have hope again. I have life again. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Somebody also watching right now, a rib cage. I specifically saw a rib cage that was damaged. I met him in an accident, I don't know. But I pray right over you, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Whoa, come on. I just sense so hard as well, too, as Kevin, that spirit of suicide, depression comes in. I just, I, I got to do how I feel. It's like, get out in Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name. You have power and authority by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. Pull it in right now. Receive it into your heart. Renew that mind in Jesus' name right now. Right now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I, I get a Jim or a Jimmy. Uh, just uh, uh, 1983, Jimmy or Jimmy, we just uh, uh, say, Jim, as you're watching right now, this word is for you, uh, uh, that, that you, uh, God has been knocking on your heart and you have been somewhat shut up. And I feel like God's knocking louder today, Jim uh, of 83, Jim of 83, those two numbers. He could be 83, but it might be 1983 or some importance to a Jim, a Jimmy. I just really believe that God is tugging on you and he's saying, I'm calling you out by name because of your purpose and your destiny and the pain that you experienced years ago. Forget it, it's done. You can't fix it. But what you can do is learn by the power of testimony to never be that pain to somebody else and never live in that pain now with the freedom of Jesus in you right now Jesus 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 and I want to speak to those parents right now that have been in decision about having kids and I just saw and heard a conversation it's like we really want children but should we have children in an hour like this we want to bring people in this world and the Lord says do not fear do not fear because God wants you to have children. He wants you to multiply because that's our command. And he actually wants you to raise up children in this hour that will know who the God and maker are. It's not time to shut down. It's time to live. And I speak to have hope in your life. This is not an hour we need to be in dismay. It's an hour to believe that those these circumstances don't have to touch your family. We can rise above it. It actually came, I saw earlier, I saw, I was in heaven. And God was about to send people out. I saw him. The armies are about to leave. And it was interesting because I'm like, whoa, it feels like the armies of the Lord are about to send out me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. This is weird. I don't want to go out. I want to stay in the throne room. But God actually is raising up a generation to go out. 
and power. But the coolest thing is you get to ride because he is always the leader. You just get to ride behind him. You get to sit behind him on that horse. I saw it so clearly this morning. He is the general. He is in charge, but he, he delights to rise with you. Do not fear. Do not, oh, I even, I just feel this. I challenge you, right? Don't make worldly decisions on human thoughts. Get into the glory. Even I, could, I just feel like businesses need to hear this. So I feel there's a businessman specifically watching right now. Be careful. Oh, there it is. Be careful not to listen to what you just hear Forbes or whatever else says. Find out in the secret place. Because I actually feel, I just, I'm just seeing this number, that, you know, that calculator that has like, just numbers rolling off. Bigger, 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 bigger. This is a time of breakthrough in Jesus' name. The Israelites came out of, out of Egypt with more. Literally, as Kevin was starting to share on business, I was starting to see uh, this vision. It's like I was in a room watching somebody, and you're watching on a, a computer on your desk. And if you look to the right, there's a there's a family photo or, or a picture of family to your right, and uh, and you've been processing and crying out and saying, "Oh God, oh God!" And you feel like uh, your investment or your business or your mortgage, something financial, is overwhelming you to such a level that that you're 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 not sure if you throw on the towel what you should do. And, and, and I truly believe right now the Lord is speaking to you clearly. Clear. I see somebody else now in another room where there's a fireplace in the back right-hand corner as well. And so I just feel like the Lord is speaking to you and saying, you know, your finances are under the hand of God if you put them there. And that gives you the wisdom of the kingdom to establish the throne room of finances on this earth. Because how many of you know in heaven is the throne? of God, but he owns all things. Cattle on a thousand hills, he owns all things. But in the world, the throne is finances. This whole battle is over finances, world orders, all these things that are going on and swirling around us. And I want to declare to you as a person of finance that, 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 that your business, that your investments, uh, they could be your, just a person with mortgage uh, overwhelming. Put your finances in the hand of the Lord and do not give up. I feel like the Lord declared over and over again. Tell him, do not give up. This is a season. I am here to bless you, but refocus and don't focus on the problems of it, but focus on the solution, which is Father God himself in our lives. And so we pray for the abundant rewards, Lord. We, we, I feel like in heaven right now, we can grab into the heaven, the kingdom of heaven, and pull from the treasure house the abundances of, 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 of freedom, the abundances of finance, the abundances of health, uh, the abundances of life, uh, the abundance of firstborn. I actually see someone getting pregnant who's been trying. I see the abundance of birth uh, being pulled from heaven because the treasure house in heaven is not just about money. It's about the treasures of the kingdom. And again, I, I urge you, wherever you're watching right now, anybody right now, just in the spirit, reach into the treasure storehouses of heaven and pull the needs back into your heart. Pull the needs into your renewed mind in Jesus Christ because you will see an abundance in this season not a depression not a slowdown not a loss but an abundance in Jesus name come on these are, I just want to encourage those who are watching right now Brent this is real not saying of course we know it's real but I want to just encourage you before Brent started about to talk about the treasure all of a sudden I was in the treasury you can't make this stuff up and I'm t you can only believe us and only have trust if you believe that we're honorable people but I'm telling you right now, God is doing a work. I even actually challenge those business people right now. 
When Brent was saying that, he just brought me back where Brent was talking about what was going on Pakistan, buying slaves, buying slaves. I'm telling you if, you, if you're watching right now, and when that triggered you, and you may say, well, no, 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 I need, to, I need to keep my storehouses full. I'm telling you, your storehouses grow when you sow. And I'm giving you an opportunity to get a hold of us. We will give it straight to there. If you're a businessman watching or anybody right now that wants to give and buy out some of those slaves to get them free, then get a hold of us. But I also want to pray for those. I, as all of a sudden, I felt that those in your homes right now, wherever you're at, if there's somebody sick in the room, please, right now, take a moment, jump up and get around them right now. I just felt the healing anointing was moving in your place right now. I literally saw clouds into house living rooms. And when I see that, I believe it's the presence of God. And so I want to come into agreement right now with you. Right now, Lord, we just pray as those are your conduit, those people that are laying hands, stepping in by faith, believing right now, no matter what it is, no matter if it's just a flu or a cold or if it's COVID or if it's any sickness, and I really want to go after cancer. But right now, we just declare and we speak. And like Brent said earlier, I just want to, I feel like I just want be gone in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Take authority. This is an hour of boldness. This is not an hour to be a timid. It's an hour to declare truth. It's an hour to stand up. And can it come forth out of you? Stir yourself up. I don't care if you call it hype. Stir yourself up. He says, stir yourself up in the Lord. David did it. And scripture tells us he did. And what happens? He wins. He gets refocused. We need to take back like David. I feel that right now. Inheritance that were lost are coming back right now. I just saw those that the enemy has come to steal. Even in this hour, there's been, I just actually, I just feel this. There's grace and favor for those who just got married and had weddings and funerals in this last season that God's going to restore where the enemy tried to steal the excitement, steal the party. I just feel like God's going to put grace upon that, that there's going to be a point where you're just going to, you didn't miss out. I want to speak to you, didn't miss out because God's not going to let you miss out. I actually have a real weird, this isn't major theology, but I actually felt like in heaven there's going to be a celebration for you. Like you're, he so desires and loves that stuff. He loves that stuff, and he actually is excited, and he cares for each one of you. You didn't miss out, because God's not going to let you miss out. Let's get married during COVID. So that's, that's a good word. That's a good word. Um, I, I heard Maria, Mary, Mary, Maria, uh, it's time not to be the Martha for a season. It's time to be Mary. It's time to be Mary. It could be your name physically, Maria or Maria. Or you can take it personally and say, yes, we have work to do. Absolutely. Mary was a good worker. That's why Martha was so confused as to why she wasn't serving. But I feel like the Lord is declaring right now prophetically to everyone that is watching, Maria, Mary, what's a macho name for Mary? I don't know. Marcus, I don't have no idea. I'm totally joking. Whatever it is, it's time to worship him, to sit at his feet. I see people right now happening, even as we speak, getting onto their knees or their feet. And as, as people watch, get onto their knees and their feet, I actually see burdens falling off just because your mind starts to be renewed. The prison gates, the prison chains start to fly open. As the storms, uh, you start to get onto your knees uh, into the boat of, with Jesus, into the back of the bottom of that boat. And you know what's interesting? A lot of people uh, don't realize, but the back and the lower part of the boat is the smoothest of the ride. <laughs> 
it's terrible if you're a sailboat, as I used to race sailboats, and you're on the top of a mast in big seas, you get flying back and forth. But you get as low in that boat, near the stern, as low as you can get, because it's time to be at the feet of Jesus. I literally see miracles happening by going low in his presence, deep with him, deep with him, because deep cries out to deep. I feel I need to just read this out. I know it's, us charismatics love this chapter, but I actually feel that we need this. This is what goes with the message. Acts chapter 2. Those who are watching right now, on the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. You guys, a building is isn't what keeps us together. Family keeps us together. So even though in the in year 2020 right now, we may be on cameras, but we're family. We're, we're together right now. And I'm boldly going to say we're in the upper room because we're choosing to do what God's asked us to do. All the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly they heard what? A sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so empowering, it was all anyone could even bear. Then all at once, at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were filled and equipped. I declare, Windward family right now, you are being filled and equipped with what? The Holy Spirit. And we're inspired to speak in tongues. And empowered by the Spirit to speak in language they've never learned. Church, you are empowered. Right now, if you've never experienced that of the Holy Spirit, you don't just put your hand on your head, do whatever you feel like doing. Take obedience right now. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Choose right now and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me more. Fill me more. Fill me more. Fill me more. Lord, let the fire come in every area. Come in every door. Come on. There's more. There's always more. There's always more things, more fire that God wants to give you. Don't ever get satisfied, church. Don't say, I got baptized in the fire in the 1980s. That's fine. Do it again. Get hungry again. Say, Lord, there was I, I, I read in the Bible. I see all these exploits. I see the boldness they say in Acts. I see these disciples ready to, to preach the gospel no matter what happens to them. Then we got to watch these disciples go to their death preaching. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. So fire come. Yes. Frego fire right now. I just lift up our, our uh, Windward uh, Church in, in, in Mexico right now. I just feel like a, a golf They've been on my heart. Lord, I pray right now, fresh fire, fresh revival there, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that Adonis, like and his son and, and the rest of them, that they would just be encouraged right now. That, Lord, as they're meeting together, that they were fire. Lord, I actually feel like signs and wonders are about to break out to new levels. The God of the breakthrough is coming in today, Lord God. Or maybe they already had a service. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus. Lord God, ignite more. They're so hungry, they're ignite more. But ignite it in all our lives.